0: Hi, I'm Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We're the Faith Lift Sisters, and this semester we're taking a new look at the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. We're looking at how God is revealing and working His plan for man's salvation through these books of the Bible. We're following Dr. Chris Miller's class at Cedarville University, and we're excited that you're joining us in our discussion of His teaching. We can't wait to learn more of God's character and plan.
1: Well, hello. Welcome to the Faith Lift Sisters. Um, It's Faith Lift Sisters Day, whatever day it is that you celebrate Faith Lift Sisters, because we kind of celebrate it. Usually usually on Thursdays, but maybe you listen on another day. So anyway, we're glad to have you along with us today as we talk about numbers. Um, And there was a lot going on in numbers
2: and and we're not talking about like um Man. gambling gambling oh. numbers or uh greg when i said you know about doing numbers like fake list sisters are doing numbers i'm like what do you mean he goes doobies i'm like no, no. i have never oh seen that a before book of numbers in the bible yes <laughs> tell them it's
0: I, math i think my <laughs> grandfather ran numbers back during the depression Really? Yes.
1: Yeah. Wow! Terry yeah, the you keypad know, sort like, of combination or connotation. Like, but yeah, nobody yeah. can see me what I'm doing except for Angie and Terry. Everybody knows, knows what it, you're doing now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've never heard it called numbers before. I, never I haven't either. either. Mm, thanks, Greg Staples. You're enlightened yeah. us. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh my goodness! You learn lots of things when you listen to the Faithful Sister. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, now we're all cool. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, let's like actually get into numbers. The, yes. the biblical numbers. What do we think about that? Just mm-hmm. as wild. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just as rebellious. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have. We've, we've watched all the way through Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus, and we are in Numbers, which brings us to um, Israel still out in the desert.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, they've been there a while, but this is not like they've not yet been wandering in the desert. They've been going through the desert, and now there is hope on the horizon for them do 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 not for long <laughs> not for long <laughs> or for
2: very 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 long there's mm. <laughs> yeah 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 and the book of numbers opens up with a bunch of numbers yes god tells them to take a census and find out how many fighting men we have available so they had uh 603,550 Men 20 years or older who were able to serve in the army because remember they're headed to the promised land and they have to take it by force. Okay. So gearing up. Say that number
1: again, Terry. Uh 603,550. And that's only men that are 20 or older and can serve in the military. Right. Right. Yeah. It was
3: estimated there's significantly more than 2 million Mm -hmm. in the entire Israelite um, nation.
1: Right. So imagine like 2 million people just hanging out in the desert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Think about that. A camp. You've seen those pictures of those
0: UN refugee camps Mm -hmm. where they just sprawl. 2 million people in tents. Mhm. Yeah. That's wild. That's quite a so they
3: city. they needed some organization on that and thankfully God was there to create that organization. He told them how he wanted them to organize the tents. And so it, uh, probably the better way I think is to know that his he, he is in the middle. He's tabernacled in the midst of them in the center. And then they have the um have Moses and the Levites go are around him and then the next level out is um oh Judah and a whole bunch of other tribes and they all were by tribe and then within those tribes they were under the family banner Mm -hmm. right so that was a way so when the banner was moving where something was happening with moving the family would know to um move Mm -hmm. and when the cloud moved the tabernacle of God moved then the entire encampment would move.
0: So in like the first nine chapters, God is giving direction Mm -hmm. and the people are pretty obedient. Yeah. You know, they're following the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. When they set up their tents, they arrange them the way God has instructed them to arrange them so far. So good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that that obedience up to this point has been critical to God's leading.
1: Well, if they didn't, ob- like if the people didn't obey the way that God had things laid out and the order in which he laid things out, they would be floating at the bottom of the Red Sea. Let's just mm-hmm. be, you they know, would be.
3: that's yeah. true. That's how they that's had to move true. out of Egypt. Right, according to their families and everything like that, but God didn't have a tabernacle in the midst of it.
1: No, He that. didn't. Yeah. So now we now they have seen all of these plagues. They have seen all of these miracles. They have seen God's provision, mm-hmm. and they are still in the place where they're like, okay, so God is the center, and this is good, and this is how we're going to arrange ourselves, and this is how it we it, this is how things are supposed to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and over and over in those first nine chapters, it says.
0: You know, Israel did everything as the Lord commanded. Um, so we got a pretty clear picture that, yes, he's guiding and directing, and they are following um, in obedience.
1: And he was very specific in the things that he get. I mean, very specific in the things that he commanded to, and how things were supposed to be laid out. And this, Numbers has all kinds of, well, both Numbers and Deuteronomy, which we'll talk about tomorrow, um, have all. All kinds of regulations and specifics, and this is what should happen and this is what will happen, and all of these things. And at this point, the Israelites were like, Awesome, cool. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. And then all of a sudden, they're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is kind of how yeah. it is for all of us, right? We're just kind of tootling along and everything's great. And then all of a sudden, it's not. Mm
2: hmm. Started a really bad habit. Mm hmm complaining and grumbling. I like the way Dr. Miller talked about it um, and showed a little diagram about the the grumbling and the complaining, how it um, started first out on the outskirts of the camp. So imagine a circle. And so on the outskirts, on the very outside of the circle, some grumbling started. And then it kind of worked its way in closer to the center and the, um, the leadership people started grumbling, the um, heads of tribes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then as you, then you go in to the very center, here's Aaron and Miriam complaining about Moses. And it's like, it started out and just worked its way in until the whole camp is grumbling and complaining how God hasn't, you know, all he gives us is this man on and he's, we should have just gone back to Egypt. It's much better there. And, and then Aaron and uh, Miriam complaining about Moses' wife. And it's yeah. just like, all, and, and also, well, God spoke to us too. Why does Moses get all the credit?
3: Yeah, Yeah. so it sounded a little bit like Moses, Moses,
2: Moses (laughs) in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) movie. I was thinking more like um, from um, the Brady Bunch, you know, Mm -hmm. Marsha, 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 Marsha. 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 (laughs) Moses, Moses, Moses. (laughs) Yeah,
3: And, uh, uh, and, and it's really important, I think, Terry, that you're seeing it from the outside coming in. And they don't really say, they complain about their hardships was, you know, what they were doing. They don't really identify. They get more defined. They go like, we didn't have, um, we didn't have any meat. And so then God sends them quail, like quail, like you've never had quail till you're sick of quail, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, it's, it's like they progressively came more, became more central. The complaints progressively became more specific and they progressively became more intense because if you've got Miriam and you know they're they're complaining in there and Aaron complaining about Moses that's like this is a big deal this is your leadership doing that um and God's responses responded in kind right with the hardships um there was just little fires on the outside and it's and then it's like it, and then there was more and more God would meet their needs with the quail. But then there was something about the quail It was like, then there was like, wasn't there they, um, they began to eat, but as the people began to eat, God struck them with a plague that killed many people. It's like, wow, there's a consequence, you know, the, the reason I'm saying this is like, we have in our lives, this ability to go, Oh, what was that? Like when we're talking to someone or when we're listening to something is like, that doesn't sound right. And if we don't stop it out there, it will progressively go in here. And it doesn't just go in here with me. It goes in here where I tabernacle with God. It goes in here where I have that relationship with God. And so God's giving them warning after warning after warning after warning, like what he did with Pharaoh. Right. There's warning. There's ways of warning. Right. Right. And it, it just seems really important that with all this complaining that, and, and we were talking about it before with the complaining. If we're hearing that come out of our mouth, that's our opportunity to stop and go, whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, what's going on? What am I doing here? Right. And everything gets to be a big deal. <clears throat> um, I noticed that I have been complaining a lot lately and, and one thing just leads to the next and the next. And it's like, um, This, I forget what it was this morning or yesterday I don't know I was having some crackers and I had you know a napkin catching the crumbs and then I dropped the napkin and the crumbs are on the floor and I'm like oh my goodness are you kidding me it's like this big hairy deal because I dropped some crumbs And it's not, but because I've kind of gotten on a roll of complaining, Mm -hmm. everything becomes a big, hairy deal. And you find, oh, oh, great for this. Oh, you know. That's a good point, to the point that we complain about any little tiny thing is a giant
0: Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Because sin is progressive. Yes. You know, sin can start out little and then it just gets unchecked, Mm -hmm. unrecognized, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so complaining is kind of in that same category, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Complaining is saying that, you know, God's not meeting my needs. He's not making everything work the way I want it to work. That's why I'm complaining. Um, And so that has a progression to it as well. It can start with some little thing. And before you know it, you're all bent out of shape over some crumbs Mm -hmm. and your napkin that fell out of your lap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we it's very easy to get caught up in that cycle in that progression um, and not and if you're
2: with a group of complainers.
0: Oh gosh! Oh, then you're sunk. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so
3: I was looking at some of this and I was like, well, it was hard. They did have hardships and mm-hmm. you know what? They didn't have meat. They didn't mm-hmm. have it. And they, and it was like, there was a point where they were hungry and so then God gave them manna and they were thirsty. God gave them water. But it was like, God, why did you let them get hungry in the first place? How come they had to get thirsty?
0: Well, because we get hungry. God doesn't have anything to do with that. We get hungry. Right. So when they had that need, they got hungry. Then God supplied that need.
3: Right. Okay. And it's, I was like, even the, the point, hunger right? is mm-hmm. the part of the story.
0: Yeah.
3: Even mm-hmm. the the things we do wrong are a part of the story. And it isn't so much, I think that was some of the the switching for me. It isn't so much the, um, it's like the trials, the challenges, the things we're upset about. It's not, it's how we, um, it's how we respond or, or who we respond with. Like, where do we go to do that? And it's like, we could be going to God. And, and then if we have this attitude of complaining, there's something about it. It's all about you. You're not giving me what I want. This isn't what, and there's something about that attitude that doesn't accept personal responsibility.
0: Yeah.
3: If they would have come to God and they would have said, Lord, I know this is your plan. I get it. We're in the desert. You've got wonderful things for us. I'm really hungry now. And I'm going to eat that rock. Could you possibly, (laughs) could you possibly maybe save my teeth from that? I don't know. It's like if we came with an attitude of um, humility, Mm -hmm. which isn't present in complaining.
2: Oh, I think God is you know, let stuff happen so that, especially, you know, we're talking about the Old Testament and numbers and how they were just becoming a nation and how they needed to see that they could depend on God and he would meet their needs. Yes. But did they realize that? Did they trust him? Right. They didn't. And that's the problem. But he, they had the opportunity to see, and, and ultimately he did. In, in, in miraculous ways, mm-hmm. a, a big wind blew off the sea and blew in a whole flock of quail. Yeah. You know, and it's like... Quail, well, we're surprised. Let's talk yeah. to a rock and see if we can get some water. Get
3: <laughs> little right. water
0: out of that.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, he was fully in control of the whole situation. So I was like, he let them get hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, got it. It's not up to him to keep us from trials. He just meets us in our trials and our challenges.
0: Anyway. Well, because isn't that something that Jesus said? Man doesn't live by bread alone. Mm -hmm. And so the the Israelites had to learn that God was their source for everything. And we have to learn that too. It's no different for us today. Right. You know, it may look a little bit different, but it's the same concept. We cannot live by bread alone, we need God.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: considering the fact that the Israelites have been slaves for hundreds of years and have been swept up and moved along. Don't you think that some of this trial and tribulation and grumbling and just trust me and trust me and trust me had to be really hard earned because as slaves, you don't have the freedoms to trust or not to trust right? Because Mm -hmm. you are told this is what it is.
0: And complaining, you sure wouldn't have complained because that might've gotten you killed, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly.
1: So there is, I think there's some beauty in the fact that God's like, we're out here and you can make these choices and you can complain all you want. I am still going to provide. And I think anybody who says God does not have a sense of humor. I mean, they're like, we're hungry. We want some meat. And he's like, okay. Here's some quail that are going to literally <laughs> fall out of the sky for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that there's probably some perspective shift that had to happen for them too. Yeah. Um, it, and, in, and in identifying their own culture.
3: Yeah. I think not just identity and perspective, but not just perspective, but their identity, mm-hmm. who they really saw themselves as. Yeah. They were slaves in Egypt and now they're God's chosen people. What does that mean?
1: And obviously they're still processing that because they say over and over again, like we should have just stayed in Egypt. It was so much better in Egypt. Our food was better and there was no cost. Right. I mean, maybe that's in Deuteronomy. Oh no, it's here where they say, um, you know, we had all these foods that we wanted at no cost to us. Like, well, except (laughs) for your freedom. (laughs) Yeah. And, And really how luxurious could their life have been?
0: They were slaves in Egypt. Right.
1: Right. But you know, then they had fruit,
2: yeah, and leeks and garlic, and and leeks and garlic. So their
1: stuff wasn't bland, you know, like manna.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, frosted flakes. (laughs) I thought that was. (laughs) Yeah, that that was like that would be my dream. (laughs) We're good there. I, I was talking to Pastor Tom, and he just kind of mentioned this a little bit when we were in Exodus, and he said the people. Of the first generation could not go into that promised land because they couldn't stop looking at what they had in mm-hmm. Egypt. And I was like, whoa, that has messed with me my whole week. Mm. In that I keep looking back to who I was. Am I looking forward to who God wants me to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, I'm still wrestling with that piece, but I thought that was really important here. And you can see it. They're looking back, oh, we had meat, we had this, we could get whatever we wanted, except freedom. I mean, how many times, like you were saying, Suzanne, the perspective. Is my perspective back on what I didn't get versus what God's doing for me now?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, look at the spies. When they get to the promised land, you know, Joshua Caleb, they, they they send out the spies. It's, I think it's ten that come back and say, "Oh, we can't go there. Mm-hmm. There's giants in there. That'd be dangerous."
2: I like how um, Doctor Miller
1: says, "Anakites." Anakites, yeah. yeah. Anakites. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Oh. So. Let's backtrack just a quick second because they've been grumbling, grumbling, grumbling. They're so close to the promised land. They're right there, literally right there. God's like, hey, go take a peek over there, Mm -hmm. pull these people together and go take a peek over there because this is what I promised you. Yeah. They spend 40 days exploring and they see all the fruit and they see um, that the land flows with milk and honey and it's fruitful and gorgeous and there are cities that are ready for them mm-hmm. right and, yeah, and in li- right in the city yeah right and they are literally like within walking distance of this and they spend 40 days exploring this place and then they come back and now the grumbling begins again <laughs> but now we're really going to whip things up mm-hmm. because of those 10 who are like oh yes. you no know,
3: so it's like no, the grumbling and co- got to complain, then it got to be full rebellion. No, we're not going in. We're not going right. It yeah. has that progression
2: that yeah, Angie. you not only about. we're not going in, we're not coming to your stinking meetings about it. No, we're done.
0: we're
1: done and and I'm gonna straight up lie to you about what mm-hmm. is happening over there because it's not good enough that we're gonna grumble and make a fuss. I'm just gonna straight up lie to you and tell you, no, we cannot do that. We cannot do that. It is not for us.
0: Anakites.
1: Why? (laughs) Yeah, after God has said,
0: this is for you. Right. This is the land I'm going to give you. This is the land I promised your forefathers.
3: And again, it's that attitude, that pride. There's no humility, like... God, what is going on here like this? They do World Federation wrestling with Anakites over there. This is not good. <laughs> it's a WWE with very big people. I don't want to do this, right? Yeah. They didn't approach that way. They didn't say that. They didn't come before God in a humble way. And hey, it's Lord, we'd
0: way. really love to go in there, but it looks bad. It's scary. What are we going to do instead of that? It's just like, nope, we're not going in too hard.
3: I'm a little curious why did God have them peek they haven't had to peek at all these others
0: well that's a good question isn't it and I don't have the answer I just really you would hope that it would have stirred in their hearts a desire to get on in there right yeah that's what I'm thinking to look at it and see that God had that for them that he had prepared it for them Um, it should have stirred Gratitude and thankfulness and excitement in their hearts, not fear.
1: Right. It and, been, oh, go, go ahead, ahead. No,
3: no, please go ahead, Suzanne. Um,
1: it should have been a time of remembrance for them also, of like remembering, look at the promise yeah. that God made generations before. Yes. And he is bringing this promise to fruition yeah. with me. Like, yeah. I have the pleasure and I have the great responsibility of taking these people and living out this promise that was made hundreds and hundreds of years ago.
0: I got a lead part in this whole drama. Right. Pretty awesome.
1: Um, Okay. And so then
3: as I'm looking at that, they were looking at the world. They weren't looking at God and his promises. And so then when you were talking about that whole story, Suzanne and everything, you said, Angie, we've got the lead part. God's not done writing his story. We all have lead parts in our in God's story. And it's like, what happens to us when we peek into what we think God has for us in the future? I know my response so much has been like, uh, there's there's in there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And
2: look at all the scary, big, bad stuff. They're looking at their circumstances around them instead of looking to God for what he promised and leaning on that. Yeah. And they're looking
1: back at Egypt again. Um, They're looking, yeah. So they can't move forward because they're spending so much time looking back. Looking back.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. One of the things that Dr. Miller said, one of the questions or statements that he made was, God, don't let me make choices that would strand me in a desert for 40 years. You know, it's all about choices. They've been making these choices. After they after all their obedience, then they start with the complaining and then they refuse to go into the promised land. Now their choices are catching up with them. Um, so I think that's a great question um, or a great statement for all of us. I don't want to, I don't want to spend 40 years in a desert um, because I'm not attentive to God, because I'm not willing to obey um is leading. I, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably only have 40 years left. So that's, <laughs> for me, that's a really big deal. But nonetheless, I don't want to waste any time stranded in a desert.
1: I I have, I have. don't even know how many times I've read this over my lifetime, a lot. Um, and only reading it this time, did it click to me that how logical God is. I mean, like we've said all along, many, many times over and over again, that God is a God of reason and God is a God of order. He is not a God of chaos. But they've, the spies were in the, um, in the promised land for 40 days and they come back and they're griping and Moses goes to God and was like, listen, what are we gonna do? And we have really messed up because Moses and Aaron like took credit for God's work. And anyway, just all of this junk. Mm -hmm. And God's like, you know what? You were able to spend 40 days seeing the promised land. So for every day that you were there and saw my promises, you get one year of wandering out in the desert. And by the way, you're never going to make it to the promised land, but it's going to take 40 years. There's one for one. And I'm like, man, I love a logical God. Like that that is is super cool. Yeah. 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 40 yeah. years. 40
2: punishment years. fit the crime exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I that
3: always wondered how that came up with 40 years. Very good, Suzanne. That
1: I think and, uh, like I had never read that. I'm like I said i read it, but it never stuck it until didn't stick. I was, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: I noticed how many times that number itself keeps coming up in the whole Bible. 40 days and 40 nights, 40 years in the wilderness, 40 days of wandering, you know, 40. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
3: But really? when Jesus was in the desert, wasn't he? Um, Read, and this may be later, but like repairing, restoring what the Israelites did not do.
1: Yes, and yes. I think
3: that's later. We'll get to that later. We'll but that in our next that, session, it yeah. makes sense why that's all connected. It makes sense why that's all there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But there is we a method
1: to the madness.
3: And there's, there's numbers, and that's where we are.
1: That's where we are. <laughs> yes. Well, since we are kind of leading ourselves into Deuteronomy, let's go ahead and finish um today. And then no. Wait,
3: no? I want to tell my story. Oh, okay. Numbers, no, number 16, the choruseroid where people get oh. swallowed by the earth. Oh, I'm telling you, don't skip over that. Like it's <laughs> like that was game changer, I'm sure, for them, but for the people, can you imagine? Um They were in rebellious against God. I'll I'll kind of tell it a little bit. They were in rebellion against God. And there were um, other men who had censors who agreed with them. And Moses had them all stand by their tents with their families. And then they were swallowed up in the earth and alive and then covered up. I mean, that just blew my mind. Can you imagine if you're
2: next to them going, whoa. (laughs) God's good because yeah. no one was standing next to him because it was like, okay, all the rest of y'all back it up. <laughs> and everybody did. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. And there they were, the guilty ones standing there in their little, their little group by themselves. How can this not be the equivalent of the Nile
3: cross or crossing the Red Sea or something like that? Blood in the Nile or the plagues. I mean, this story <laughs> yes. just I'm like when I'm reading, it, it's like, How come I hadn't heard about this? I've heard about this years ago, but yeah. when I first started, I was like, get out. <laughs> I was anyway, well, because
0: this, that happened to people that were part of Israel. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's a little bit scary. I mean, one thing when all of the heathens get drowned in the Red Sea, right? Nobody feels too bad about that. But when your cousins get swallowed up in the earth. Yeah. Because
1: of their disobedience, that's a whole nother thing you got to deal with.
3: They were going at Moses.
0: Yeah, it's pretty close to home. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, but obviously it was not enough to make them.
0: Uh, anyway. Yeah. Stop so anyway, I just
3: and... that just blew my mind. And that's a good point, Suzanne. So maybe just as a way of kind of doing this, um, Angie, you said something about they, they make choices, right? Mm-hmm. Choices yeah. to go into the promised land. We were talking about that or not. But it's also you have choices back when you start to grumble and when you start to complain, that's a choice, too. Mm-hmm. And so that's a choice all of us have before we get to that very intense major like, no, I'm not going into the promised land. We need to catch our thinking and make our choices about our complaining right when it happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And think about what our world I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm thought, thinking about getting that different perspective that you were saying, Suzanne, and looking at things differently and saying, oh, ah, I'm looking at Egypt. I know where I need to look. I need to look up to you, God. Thank you. Or God, I do not understand what's happening now. I'm lost. I'm hurt. I'm 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 so angry right now at you. I'm angry. I want you to know that. And I know you're my Lord. And I'm going to look to you and trust you. But I want you to know it's not easy down here. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And to complain and, and not complain, but to pour your heart out to him. There's the difference. I think complain is all about me, You know, you, you, you have to serve me. When when we pour our hearts out to God, we can do that in service to him and who he is. Anyway.
0: Was it Joyce Meyer used to have a great saying? She said, you can complain and remain. Yeah. So you want to complain? You can just stay in your desert however long you want to. Mm-hmm. And then she said, if you'll praise, you can progress. So if you want to move forward, you have to be willing to leave that complaining behind and put your whole trust in God and then move forward in life with him. But I think it's, it's kind of human nature because we are all about ourselves, right? <laughs> it's just the way we are. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to, um, to teach your children, to remind your friends, um, to set an example about that complaining that it's not it's really not good for us it may feel good in the moment to say something ugly but you're, it, it long term it's not going to get you anywhere right it's not going to do anything good for you it's going to have a negative result in your life
1: yeah. mm-hmm. uh,
3: we can be that for each other when we hear mm-hmm. that complaining and yeah. not someone pouring their heart out That's no, that's different right. yeah. but that complain complain and then it's like how yeah. can we take this to god yeah. You know, how can we lift that up?
0: Oh. Well, it's just like, you know, with Terry's been having stuff with her knee. When she right. tells us about that, that's our call to pray for her. Yes. You know, she's not, she's not complaining. She's not blaming God for that. In fact, what we're all doing is rallying around her and encouraging that God is going to be there for her and get her through that. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the difference. That's the shift in attitude and perspective, I think. Um, like you said, Rosemary, if it's a heartfelt, gee, I'm struggling with this, that's not, if you're looking to God and you're looking to his people to help you through something, That then you're not complaining. You're depending right. on him. Yeah.
3: So I think getting really clear about what complaining is with that, this is the first time for me really tearing it apart like this. And then the other thing I know is like, if I'm, if I'm mad at the crumbs, I'm mad at this, I'm mad the truth is there's something underneath that that I need to be dealing with. If I'm talking with someone and let's say I'm talking about, I don't know, a, a, a cup of tea or something like that. And I'm all mad about it or something. It's not the cup of tea. There's a heart problem that's going on. And I need to go down there and get it at that level. That's where I need to deal with this.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, getting down there and cleaning up the crumbs is the problem. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's right hard. Now
0: for you, that is the problem, right? Honestly...
3: Terry, yeah. I would have probably stood there and tried to put
2: straws together to suck them up, or <laughs> do something, <laughs> or blow them, just <laughs> blow them away. I, I lift up the rug. No, I have to lift up the rug. I got to get that. <laughs> Terry, I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna send you a Roomba. Then you can just oh, click the button oh, and your a little vacuum yeah. robot. Oh my gosh, that's, so that's what so I good. need. That is oh, what you yeah. need. Yeah. Good yeah. Good idea. <laughs> All right. Well, who wants to pray for us today? I do. All right. Oh, nope, Terry does. Oh, you can. That's great. that's okay. I'll pray next time, maybe. You can. All right.
2: Lord, we're just so thankful for um, a sense of humor that we can laugh with each other and that we know that you laugh with us too, and probably a lot of the times at us, but we're just thankful that we have laughter, and we're thankful, Lord, that you're there with us in every situation, and we just pray, Lord, that um, if we find ourselves getting complainy, way too complainy, that we will... Um, recognize it that we will turn away from it that we will turn to you if our times are tough lord and not complain about it but actually um, plan to do something and move forward and as we um, learn to trust you lord that you have our best interests at heart and you have a plan we just need to follow along with it and take the steps that you tell us to take but well, thank you for your word Lord. It's so awesome to be learning these things and to be learning more about you and to see how much you care about every single person and how you have um how you have met their needs and how it's pointing us always to Christ. We just pray that our podcast will point others to Christ too, Lord. And we just um, ask you to continue to bless this podcast and the people that listen to it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 (laughs) I <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs>